The following Outlaw Radio audio presentation is parody. Please be a grown-up and accept the following program as it is intended. Some elements of Outlaw Radio may not be suitable for uh, anyone. There may be occasional content that offends you or that you find irrelevant. If that is the case, we are doing our job. Accordingly, listener discretion is advised. Outlaw Radio is not for everybody. Neither is Kim Chi. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> it's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. Lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink. We smoke. We... Bop up and bite me. Bop up and bite my. Diddy, diddy, but up, but up. How you feeling there, Lori Downey Jr.? I feel good. All right. My mic It was. I heard you. Yeah. Wow. Day, Lori Downey Jr., a female who has a deeper voice than any of us. In this 1876 Virginia City, Nevada-style bar. Of course, everyone has a deeper voice than Mark C.G. Boyer. This is an accurate Yeah, and you got old Billy Dilly, our HR man and cat whisperer, over there mining in those, his own business, smoking a big old ciggy, a cigaroony. Have you ever smoked a cigar? I mean, you, you're probably giving it a shot, right? I inhale. Yeah, you inhale. That's, see, you don't do that with stogies. It's the one thing for you uh, folks wanting to get into the cigar uh, smoking biz. Don't inhale. Remember Richard Tyson used to do that? The uh, actor from Two Moon Junction, Kindergarten Cop. He'd come over and he'd inhale, and then he'd finish a large cigar in about four minutes. That can't be good for you. Nope, no. Day, 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 day. Hey, YouTubers. Hey, YouTubers. Please use the words amazing and actually more often. Wow. <laughs> Please. Fascinating. Amazing and actually more often. I uh, If I turn this into a drinking game while I'm watching, and I watch a lot of YouTube. I'd be drunk within five minutes because they can't get through a couple sentences, most of these guys and gals, without saying the word actually and amazing about 20 times. Yes, the meek have inherited the earth. Isn't that funny how how YouTube and those platforms like it have sort of taken over where the major networks have left off. And major networks, what are they doing these days? 
Is there a network show that that you watch, Mark? I, you're the wrong guy to watch because you are. A, I mean, to ask because you are a consumer. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and ask. Yeah, I, I know you watch the Penn and Teller thing, and yes, uh, that's. Uh, anytime I th- see that on, because uh, Channel Five is the only channel Lori uses. That's correct. I should get a damn discount for what I pay for <laughs> I, I, for cable because I only you we use one stinking channel. Well. Sometimes I put on the ID channel. Oh, yeah, that's not depressing. No, I go to sleep with that. That is not depressing. No. Yeah, when I used to uh, sleep in there and ID would be on, that would I would have nightmares. Really? Oh my God, terrible oh, nightmares. Murders and oh, it's just it's so it's oh, yeah. so ugly. But you know, females m- much more than guys are into that. No, it's, it's not about being into it. It's the voice. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that channel and murder mysteries, females much more than men. Right. Mark C.G. Boyer knows that because he hosts a show about true crime. And uh, we've made this comment has been made many times on It's females. They love this stuff. And then there's uh, Billy Dilly. (laughs) And uh, you ever watch that that true crime stuff, Billy? I bet you don't watch. I bet you don't watch much TV. In 10 years. Nope. See that? Billy Dilly's on the show, sitting in the uh, the major spot there. What happened to Dave? Did anybody hear from Tattoo Dave? Um, uh, just on the poker game. I don't know if he's uh, joining Ooh. us today. Okay, because so. because we're coming apart? I mean, the fact that he's not here is a good indication that he's not joining us today. Uh, 96 years old. That's a pretty good run, don't you think? I was so upset about Queen this. Elizabeth. You were upset? Yeah. Okay. Hey. How, how are you voting these days? <laughs> I mean, I mean, for you, for you to be upset about this? Yeah, it's a whole. I mean, she's, I I know why you're upset because you have Channel Five, the local station, on, and uh, it's nonstop Queen friggin' Elizabeth. There's I mean, a lot about the Queen, but now about the King. Yeah, well, in 96 years old, I don't see how that could come as a surprise. <laughs> and uh, she seemed like a like a good broad. Uh, she did, and uh, through a lot. Yeah, well, ninety six. Listen, if you're on this planet, ninety six years, you're gonna go through a thing or two. But think of all the changes from World War Two. Oh my God! You know her favorite president? Do you know that? No. Because yeah, because you wouldn't hear that Reagan. on KTLA Channel Five here in Los Angeles. Well, I haven't been really focused on the Queen. Ronald Reagan was her favorite president. Yes. God rest her soul. God rest her soul. I I liked her. I liked Queen Elizabeth. I didn't lose any sleep over her because, well, I don't sleep. Well, <laughs> I, I was a- mad at her for many years because of Princess Di. You know, she did oh. not treat Princess Di well. Yeah, and Princess Di, good buddies with Elton John. Elton John performed a concert uh, a couple days ago. And, uh, and even... So you had that problem with her, but... Uh, Elton John, who was r- very close friends with Princess Di, uh, he didn't have that problem with oh, Queen Elizabeth. Can I tell you? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't see the problem there. But I liked her because she stayed out of politics, and I appreciated her for that. Unlike the new king, who is Mister Climate Change. So I'm telling you this right now. Get ready. Get ready for climate change crapola out of the king's pie hole. He also wants his son back there. 
Yeah. You know. And, you mean without... You know, uh, with Megan. No, he wants them both there. But Megan wasn't invited or... Me- Megan has a problem with them and they. the queen had a problem with Megan. Yeah, so maybe it was just with the queen. But yeah. he wants his kids back there. I don't know. Well... Listen, uh, God rest her soul, 96 years old, staying down to politics, dug her for that. But uh, I must say this sort of hereditary privilege is a, is a, is a crock, as is the monarchy. <laughs> it, it truly is a crock. I mean, you got, and for some reason, the Brits, boy, they just love paying for that castle, don't they? <laughs> that's why their taxes are 90%. And that's why uh, the Beatles, well, especially Ringo, Richard Starkey, so many years ago got the hell out of Dodge and moved to Monte Carlo right. as his residence where there is no tax. Right. I don't understand. I truly don't understand paying for their castle. Yeah, but she got hit with some income tax, back charges for income tax. Well, it's about time, don't you yeah. think? Well, and she paid them. The monarchy, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hereditary privilege. That's all it is. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. And also, if you really think about the, the royal bloodline... I mean, that's a little, you know, people love to, to make fun of folks in West Virginia, but I, I got to tell you. little inbreeding going on? Well, it's, that is exactly what it is. Well, you know what I don't understand? What, cousins marrying cousins? No. Oh. What I don't understand is, like, where Prince Harry is to get to be a king. Mm-hmm. He has to wait till his brother, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then their kids, like the three of them. Yeah. And then him. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my uh, my grandmother. That's Mark C. G. Boyer. Yeah. And her husband were first cousins. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. certainly does. Yeah, but you know we're talking you know you know eighteen nineties nineteen. I'll tell you what though, take a look at Mark C. G. Boyer. There you are. Yeah, second yeah. generation American. Milt Larson. We spent some time with the proprietor, the creator, the establisher. Of the Magic Castle, the private club at 701 Franklin Avenue in uh, Hollywood, Cali. And uh, try to do that uh, once every couple of weeks. He's 91 years old and uh, a wit beyond wit. And yeah. last night we're talking business and so on. And I said, uh, I, I said, I... I don't have any business acumen. And he said, neither do I. I said, you have garnered a lot of business acumen in your 91 years on this planet. Uh, he's no dummy. He is no dummy. No, sir. Very creative. And, and uh, Oh, creative. and But financially, uh, more fit than he's ever been in his life. And he's always been fit. But he's a guy... That is is all about passion and throwing money at projects that he simply loves. Unlike Rick Dees. What do you mean? Uh, Rick Dees throws pa- products at passion, you know, money at passion, things that he loves, and he loses. No, he, it's not. It's not passion for Rick. He he throws like the claw machine. And what, and what the what the hell? Are you, why are you we throwing Rick under the bus all I'm of a sudden? Thinking about the claw machine. Friggin' poor guy minding his own business, <laughs> counting down the hits, and all of a sudden, Lori Downey Jr. 
throws these under the bus. I'm just thinking another creative guy. No, but he makes fun of his investments. Yes, creative as hell. And, and not a, a good businessman. Not a good businessman. But he's always had this cadre of business people behind him. And you got to wonder. Oh, he was part of that uh, Bernie Madoff thing, too. He yeah. lost he lost tons of money on that. Terrible. Yeah. Um, interesting last night. Oh, I uh, hope so. Yes. Yeah, what? Um, Melt had an interesting premise. Yeah. We were talking about the Royals. And yeah. We were talking about... New York and San Francisco. Well, it all it all started when uh, so many years ago, thirty years ago, hanging out at the Magic Castle in Hollywood, Milt and I belly up to the bar, smoking stogies and drinking uh, old fashions. Boy, not a lot has changed, huh? In <laughs> thirty years, in his humble abode. Well, there. that's what happens when you get with these guys. What old school guys? They 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 live the way they've always lived. Yeah, and yeah. then you get to enjoy that moment as it's always been. Hey, Laura, I guess I'm an old school guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I certainly am. And we were talking about uh, thirty years ago when Japanese investors they wanted a magic castle in Japan. So Milt flew. They flew him in. They did the whole thing. That never happened. Same thing with San Francisco. And Milt always thought San Francisco would be a great place for a magic castle. Oh, yeah. And it would be because yeah. it's that beautiful 1800s yeah. look. San Francisco a city, a is, city. A, is a true city, yeah. unlike Los Angeles, which is not a city. Um, it's, a ma- it's, it's a bunch of suburbs. Yeah, it's a metropolis. Thank you, Mark. Thank, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, so San Francisco did the whole deal, the whole song and dance. That never panned out. Uh, New York wanted to build one in New York, and then he found that it was all about grease and palms and, should I say it, the mob. And following yeah. the rules. The mob and the rules, well, their rules. Yes. Not rules that are on the books. But the mob rules, grease in the palms, protection money, and all that came in, and he said, I don't think I want to do this. Hence the reason why there has only been one magic castle, and it still sits there at 701, 7001 Franklin Avenue. Uh, London, Milt Larson has always adored London. I love London yeah. also. I've never been to London. Oh, you'd love it. But that and that's what Milt told me a gazillion years ago. He said you will you would love London. Oh yeah. He said that would be a great place for the Magic Castle it would as be. well. But he had an interesting sort of uh take on this and and the Royals. He he was very sad that the Queen died because he loves loves London so much. Yep. Um, but he said that in London, in England, there's none of that palm greasing. There's none of that mob stuff. It really is above board. Mm-hmm. When you do the, yeah, but I, I'm just, this just hit me. Yeah, but milk, 90% taxes. <laughs> so, see, they get you. I mean, son of a bitch, it's better to do a, a mob handshake and pay them a few shekels than 90% of your income to the, to the royals and such. Uh, but... I ask myself, is this simply Milt's sort of idealized utopian view of England because he loves London so much? London is very much like New York. Yeah, like right. Like an older version of New York. Hey, he, he described it that way years ago when we were bellying up to the bar, smoking cigars and drinking old fashions at the Magic Castle. He yeah. said the same thing. Oh. But, but he... 
he is not a fan of New York. Now, I just discovered this last night. I never knew that. He is not, and I said, what don't you like about it? And I think what it is is that bitter taste in, his, in his mouth. <laughs> the people. I think so. Uh, I don't know. Because it demdies and does, and he's not that kind of guy. Yeah, but but he's also not uh, Mr. Uh, 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 nose right. in the air in any way, shape, or form. He's just a regular guy. Right. That's why he falls into those. When he thinks of New York, he thinks of Demdes and Doe's. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, he would love it if he actually met the right people instead of the mob. I believe in my, yeah, yeah. I, I believe in my inebriated stupor last night. Um, I wished him another twelve years. You recall that, yes, Mark? Yes. Yeah. So I wished it. I said, at least we're going to get another twelve years out of you. And Mark said something like, oh, "Only twelve? No, so, I said, uh, "What?" So he's going to die. die. Yeah. So I, I predicted his death. Twelve years. <laughs> Hey, man, 91 years old, son of a gun. There's still some character actors out there who you know their faces still alive at about a buck four, 104 years old. That dude who was on Gilligan's Island and on every damn TV show from the 60s to the 70s, Wild Wild West, uh, he's still, I can't think of his name right now. That guy's still alive. I can't imagine who that is. Yeah, uh, and he's, and... uh, what I hear is he is articulate, and he's still that 17-year-old in a in a 104-year-old body. What did he do on Gilligan's Island? Oh, he was he did on, on everything. You know his face. Character actor? Yeah. Okay. Didn't I just say that? Oh, you did? I believe I did. All right. And then, I, I, so I've discovered that I can only hang out these days with people over 90. <laughs> because Tuesday, we went out with Jimmy McEachin. Jimmy McEachin, look him up, my friends. Look him up. I mean, if you're watching uh, YouTube right now and Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio on YouTube, then please don't go away. But maybe at the break, look up James McEachin. You'll recognize him instantly. He was in every TV show from the 60s, 70s, uh, 80s. He was on all the the Columbos and the Dragnet. If it was a show, he was in it. Both of these guys are very sharp, though. Yeah, and Jimmy is 92 years old. Baby. And he's a baby. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and we bellied up to the bar at the Old Valley Inn oh. on Tuesday, and uh, that must have been fun. Oh. Was a good bartender there? No, oh, yeah, that's I, that's why I'll only go on a Tuesday because at the Valley Inn, which is in uh, Sherman Oaks, my friends, for those of you not uh, lucky enough not to be living in in California. Um, it is a, a classical joint with a bar and the back bar, and I believe the front bar as well, from the 1800s. And it, it's it ca- came around the horn and then was delivered to this g- great classical joint years and years ago. Wasn't that a horse stop at one point? A horse stop? Like a horse. Oh, horse. Yeah, like a buggy stop at one point where they got mail. Uh, that sounds right. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think you could be making this up. I'm not making it up. Because if you do the math on... Uh, but you still have the ties for the horses. Yeah but, if, yeah, but if you do the math on the San Fernando Valley, there wasn't much of that going on. They could have been there. <laughs> okay. Get the mail. Well, they yeah, but the, see, the bar hasn't been there that long, and the restaurant hasn't been there. I think the restaurant was uh, like 1948. But uh, there is a finally a master mixologist who works there on Tuesdays. And, man, he knows how to make it old-fashioned, and he knows how to make the perfect, and I do mean the perfect gin martini. Uh, mm. Excellent. And so I had a couple of those. And then we went to uh, Lori 
And yes. my own selves, old stopping grounds, a joint that I forgot about, a dive bar called Pogo's in, uh, oh my God. in the San Fernando Valley. And this joint lived up to its expectations. We were to, afraid it was going to go away. It's, uh, it is kicking butt. I had uh, a margarita, like I needed another drink after that, but I don't even know if I finished the damn thing, and, uh, and you know how I feel about that. But it was a good margarita. I had a patty melt. Mark had a cheeseburger. Jimmy McEachin had some... Uh, some oh, he joined too. Pink, some wings. Well, uh-huh. I knew he was hungry, and I wasn't going to pay the friggin' prices of the Valley Inn after oh, paying no. a, a tremendous amount for the drinks. They really overcharge you there, I mean, for the booze. <laughs> but not at Pogo's. It was one of the best patty melts ever, and it was 10 bucks with fries. Right. They're, they're not gouging like so many of these dive bars around San Fernando Valley, around the L.A. area, and the country uh, to make up for what they lost w- during the lockdowns. Right. So they're, they're still doing the right thing, and uh, give, it, give it up, my friend. So you had, for you had one margarita? Yeah, I had one margarita. And he had two wines. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Couple wines. The whole thing was like forty bucks. Forty four. Forty four. Oh my god. Do that, the, yeah. So do the math, man. It's you that know. Must it's, have been horrible wine, though. Well, like he's ninety two. Jimmy McKeachin's ninety two <laughs> years didn't old. Taste it. It's like you know. Mild even told me. Uh, I don't know. Six months ago, he said, "You know, I got no taste buds anymore." <laughs> At ninety one, they just go away. Because I was talking about bringing over his favorite dish, which is a uh, one of his favorites is a shrimp Louie. And he said, eh, he said, don't waste your money. I can't taste it. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. N- another thing to look forward to as you grow older. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, Lori? He likes it from that old joint up the street. Moose on Franks. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Moose on Franks, another great place. You should come with that next time. Just, like, order it, drive by, pick it up, bring Laurie, it over. Lori, that was my idea. I yeah. mentioned that to him. He said, don't waste your money. Well, you don't tell him that. What? You just do it. So I should waste my money? Yes. Yeah, well, okay, there you go. So, <laughs> just like a woman. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, before we go to break, uh, and I know it's a couple minutes, uh, that interview with Mark Hamill, not happening. So I just want you to know, and Mark Hamill was not injured in this exclusive interview that is not happening. <laughs> All right, uh, Mark Hamill. Uh, we uh, we discuss so many showbiz topics when you're when sitting there with Milt Larson, proprietor, creator of the Magic love Castle. Love that. And I, well, I obviously love it too because yeah. I, I spend several hours with him. Mark C. G. Boyer is Does kind enough to Does he ever talk to, to his wife? Yeah, yeah. I think once a night. Oh, okay. Why, why, are you concerned, Lori? No, but he doesn't go back to his house up in Santa Barbara. Are you concerned that 91 years old, this uh, this uh, ain't going to last? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he does have a beautiful home up there, too. So, I, 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 mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this to uh, Milt, but uh, I did mention it to Mark C.G. Boyer that uh, I saw Bill Cosby. I'm watching uh, some of these old Dean Martin shows. Well, they're all old, obviously. (laughs) But the classic Dean Martin shows from the late 60s into like 74. First of all, Dean Martin, the greatest of all time. The greatest, the coolest man on the planet. If there is a James Bond who happens to be a singer, it's Dean Martin. Uh, But Bill Cosby did a bit on there when he uh, uh, was starring in his own series, I Spy. Remember I Spy? Oh, yeah. And he did, game. he did about a three-minute uh, 
comedy quote-unquote routine that was exceptionally boring. I I didn't find the stories riveting. I I could not find any funny or any entertainment in this. So I've come to the conclusion, and that's one of two that I saw him perform on the D. Martin Show. I've come to the conclusion that old Bill Cosby, I think, overrated as a comedian. I think the man was overrated. So maybe I have to dive into more of his stuff. You should. Yeah, because I certainly can't take Mark C.T. Boyer's uh, opinion on this. (laughs) I thought he was funny. Of course you did, but you like a lot of stuff that I don't like. We'll be this after back at Outlaw Radio on YouTube, Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Thank you for being there. So you're listening to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio.